But you know what? Anybody can hit 98. As former players, there's an expectation. Trevor Bauer, I'm a big fan of him and his emotions. I like Joe Kelly. This is a must win year for the Dodgers. If Mookie Betts and Clayton Kershaw, yeah. their salary is like 28 million. This is the Upclass Sports Podcast. What's going on, guys? And uh, welcome to the Upper Class Sports Podcast. I am Clayton Vecting. With me, as always, is Coach Klung, Nick Klung-Resetter. What's up, guys and gals? Thanks for joining. we got a fun episode today. We're talking about Mining Clean's dream lineups. The stipulation is it has to be a player that has played since we've been born. So I was born in 93. Clayton, you were born in 92. Yep. So you, you have an extra year of players on me. Yeah, I don't have any. Well, I guess I guess maybe one of my players is ni- played in 92. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm super, I'm super stoked. I'm super stoked for this, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. But real quick before we start, Trevor Bauer, Shane Bieber, Cy Young Award winners. What are your thoughts? I think it's not really anyone else that could have taken it. Yeah, Darvish had a pretty great year, but the numbers don't lie, man. You know, you know, looking, yeah, looking at that, absolutely. You put up the numbers side by side. I, I pulled. It was funny. I don't, I don't know if you uh, saw my stories, but um, Jose Moda responded to my question. There you go. And he didn't answer my question, <laughs> but he, he asked me, you know, who, who do I think is going to win the NL Cy Young? Yeah. So. Um, it was kind of cool. Got to respond to his question, but yeah, I picked, I picked Bauer for sure. I mean, when you just line it up, I think the two most important stats when looking at a Cy Young award winner is ERA and whip. Yep. Walks and hits for innings pitch. I think, I think those two numbers are the most important. That tells you how good that pitcher actually was. And I guess you could do batting average against too is a good one, but when just looking at the ERA and whip, I mean, Bauer was like one, what was that, like one seven eight or one seven three or something like that, something gnarly. Yeah. And then those other guys were above two. And then when you looked at the whip, his whip was like 0.79. Those other guys was like 0.9, 0.8 something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just, there's no question. And the one I don't care for the argument was it has to go off the wins. That, I, I, that's I don't a thing, man. Win is such a team thing. It's just it, it's that's the one thing that like sucks in baseball is like wins and losses for the starting pitchers. Like the starting pitcher shoves, gives up one unearned run, the team loses one to nothing. It's not even the pitcher's fault, and he gets the loss. It's like like, like Degrom the last few years. Yeah. So like Degrom's numbers are great, but he doesn't have a lot of wins. Well, sorry, his team doesn't score two he, runs. Absolutely, his team doesn't yeah. score any freaking runs. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a big change. They got new ownership coming to the Mets. It's gonna be interesting to see them. Yeah, and Stroman's so, back. Yeah, Stroman took the qualifying offer. Yeah, the guy's a stud when he's on, so that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, what do you think about Manager of the Year? Uh, my buddy and I actually talked about it a little bit yesterday. Just thinking, kind of interesting. Uh, Cash getting it for AL, but I he said it, it was a bad choice. I said, look, if you take out the, the one postseason game, the guy got his team to the World Series. Well, that, and that's the thing. Like, manager of the year doesn't include playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's why Dave Roberts won it the year he lost in the World Series as well. It's like yep. you don't you, – they, they take the – and the same thing with MVP. Like, MVP is not 
calculated or picked because of playoffs. It's like, that's a regular season award. You take, a, yeah, take away that one bad move pulling Snell. And I mean, you've got, you, you don't, you don't even see a blemish on his record. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you, yeah, that's my argument, man. I, I think he absolutely deserved manager of the year. I mean, 100%. from what he did with the Rays, turning that team around, getting them to the world series, make one bad move in the playoffs, but, or in the world series. But yeah. other than that, pretty crazy. Yeah. So. Well, right on. Let's jump into this, man. So, so we did, we did every position. We did one starter, one reliever, one closer, and then obviously catcher through right field. And then we also did a designated hitter. So yeah, like we said, we, we picked this based off of the players in our lifetime. So we weren't picking guys like Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig or anything like that. So um, yeah, I'm pretty excited. We haven't, we haven't shared our lists with each other, so I'm pretty excited to see who you picked, uh, Nick. Let's go ahead and let's start. We'll, we'll go down the list. Well, we'll go down my list. Um, I'll, we're going to start with starting pitcher. So who did you pick for your starting pitcher? Tell me why, and then I'll tell you mine and why. Well, so mine, I actually, I, got a loop, I looped hold my starting pitcher is Nolan Ryan retired in September of 1993, and I was born in March of 1993. So he was, he was still playing when I was born, and I grew up watching replays of his games. My dad had and showed me. So, I mean, he was, he was the reason I became a pitcher, yeah. just being a guy doing it for so long, doing it so well, leading the world in strikeouts, and Robbie Ventura and him fighting Bo Jackson, hitting him in the face with a line drive. Yeah. He playing. Just the dude was in, was a stud. He was an animal. First guy to make a million dollars a year. Pretty cool. Yeah. Just, I mean, everything you want out of a starting pitcher. So yeah. I grew up watching replays of him. So he's he's my starter, hands down. Right on, man. I uh <laughs> well, my starting pitcher uh started his career in the big leagues in '92. Um, has to be Pedro Martinez. Yeah. Uh, you know, his runs against the Yankees, man. I mean, that playoff series that one year, the who's your daddy. Like mm -hmm. that guy was, gosh, if I had to compare him to somebody today, I'd compare him probably to Trevor Bauer. I think, I think just his mannerisms, the way he carried himself, his confidence, how disgusting he was on the mound, man. I mean, gosh, his changeup was phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I think, in my opinion, I think Pedro Martinez is a guy for sure I would have in my top baseball players of all time. 100%. I think he's definitely in the, the top five of pitchers of all time. Easily, he's in that conversation always. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, that's 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 who I'd go for. I mean, his numbers don't his numbers don't lie, man. Over three thousand strikeouts. He's a two hundred game winner. Um, I mean, yeah, the dude was just unreal. Plus, yeah, like I said, his stuff was absolutely nasty. Yeah. All right, moving on. Relief pitcher. So I'll go first on this one. This is I I fell in love with this dude. He was a rookie in two thousand two with the Angels. Okay. Um, and he was on that World Series Angels team. I just, I loved the way he pitched. He was funky. He was goofy. His arm slot was, 
was crazy. His arm angle, the way, just the way his ball moved. I was like, dang, like if I could be a pitcher at that time in 2002, I was like, that's the pitcher I'd want to be. And that's Scott Shields. Okay. I think Scott Shields just was, yeah, like I said, just dirty, man. But he had that stretch with the Angels where he was that middle relief guy, came in just before Troy Percival, came in just before Francisco Rodriguez towards that later part when Percival finally retired. I mean, he was kind of the perfect setup man for those closers. And he just he just seemed to always slam the door. Like He was like one of the original rubber arms. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. At least two, three, four innings a game. He was always warming up, ready to go in, man. Yeah. I mean, he was a, he was a starter. I think he was a, he was a starter. um, And then in like 2000, they, they converted him to like a starter in 2004, 2004, I believe, or something like that. Early in his career, he only did like 12 starts and then they just put him back into the pen because I mean, that's just his role, man. That was absolutely his role. And I thought the dude was a stud. Yeah. So my reliever uh, comes with what I became as a reliever in college is Pat Neshek. Okay. It's a funky kind of sidearm submarine junk ball comes at you weird. Yeah. Kind of guy. He's been on like nine different teams, been all-star a couple times. Yeah. Just showing you that you don't need to throw 95 plus to get big league hitters out. Absolutely. And I love that because after I hurt my arm in college, I had to really relearn how to pitch. And I relearned how to pitch like Pat Neshek and Joe Smith and Chad Bradford, those kind of submarine. Ooh, Joe Smith. Guys. Joe Smith could have been on my list very easily. It was, it was, it was between those two just because. Uh, very easily Joe Smith could have been on my list. Yeah, just fun to watch because it's always cool to see big league hitters struggle against something that's not 99 plus. Because yeah. you watch it and you're like, guys only throwing 85. Why, why are these guys looking silly? And then you watch the balls moving two feet and you're like, oh. That's why. That's why. <laughs> that's why. No, that, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good one, man. All right, closing pitcher. I, I, uh, the, for the closer, man, I think this is going to be pretty easy. I think, I guarantee, I don't even know what your list is, but I guarantee you and I pick the same guy. I mean, in this era, in this era, this dude, this dude had to be the pick. I mean, it just look on every list all time closing pitchers. This guy's on the top of the list. Don't surprise me here. Go for it. Who'd you pick? I mean, I know, I know you want to say Mariano Rivera. Absolutely. I, I, I put K-Rod. Ah, he's so funny. I had him. I had Francisco Rodriguez on my list, and I went, you know what? I can't do that. Like, just because I'm an Angels fan, I can't do that. Looking at it numbers overall, I was like, I have to go with the greatest of all time. We, we weren't going off of numbers. We are going off our personal choices. I understand that, but I'm sorry. Like, this yeah. dude dominated with one pitch. True. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, Francisco Rodriguez, sure, I liked – I mean, Troy, I could have put Troy Percival on there because I, I have his jersey. That was, my, that was one of my favorite pitchers growing up of all time. I was wrestling with Trevor Hoffman because my mom would – Hoffman's another good one. Absolutely. So, okay, K-Rod. So, why, why K-Rod? Why for you? Angel fan and another kind of funky – Legs, arms, elbows coming at you, and then just that. Everything coming that, at you. That, that big curveball, slurve, slider, whatever you want to call it, dude. Yeah. Just unreal, unhittable for such a long stretch. Yeah. And then seeing him progress and learn as he got older, he couldn't throw that big, sharp, tight curveball anymore. Started throwing a changeup. Yeah. And I like seeing that growth in him. 
Well, I mean, his fastball declined too, man. Like he was like a he was like a '97 guy, and then all of a sudden his fastball declined a little bit, and then he had to learn how to pitch. Yeah, you so know, like he was one of those guys. Sorry, go ahead. I just like seeing that growth. That's all I was gonna say. Absolutely, absolutely. He was one of those guys, though. Like in the early 2000s, I mean, it was guys throwing a, close to 100 miles an hour. It was very few. Yeah. I mean, it was like Billy Wagner, um, K. Rod, like there. I, I, I can't even name off the top of my head that many dudes who threw 100 miles an hour or close to it, you know, that way upper 90s. And now it's like, shoot, I can name 100. <laughs> it seems like. It seems like I can name a lot of dudes off the top of my head now that throw 100. And so, yeah, like you, like you said, I think, it's, I think it's crazy and cool to see the way he had to reinvent himself. Mm -hmm. That was why he was going to be on the top of my list. But – yeah, I had to go with I had to go with Mariano, man. I mean, that's why, that's why I didn't put Mariano because I knew you were going to put Mariano. I don't have a couple different names here. That's funny. Yeah, no, Mariano. He was just I, I don't know. I think, you know, he was a guy who had to reinvent himself too. For I mean, if we're going to talk about reinvention. I mean, the dude completely had to reinvent himself, go to the cutter, and then I mean, he didn't turn back from there. I mean, I need to. Yeah, unreal catchers. Let's jump into the catchers. Uh, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? I can go first. You go first. Who's your catcher? Like, just because I always, like, I was a hard head. Like, I was a hard head when I was a pitcher. And I wanted to do it my way. But the, the teams that I played on where I had a catcher who tried to control the game and was like, no, this is me. I got you. And kind of took over and it ended up being a dude that I could just absolutely trust with anything to where we ended up getting onto that same page where it was like, oh, you called that? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Because that sounds right. He knew, he knew me. I knew him. I like, I like catchers who are smart. And obviously to be, you know, a good catcher, you got to be a smart, you got to be one of the smartest guys in the field. You got to be a student. So, I mean, the one guy who embodies all of that in the big leagues he's still in the big leagues now is Yadier Molina. I think he, I think he would be on the top of many people's lists, but he's just that guy, man. He takes control of that pitching staff. And I mean, who, who, who better to trust than that guy? You know, he comes from a great family of catchers too. You, you got to trust the family that puts three, three catchers into the big leagues. Absolutely. Um, so I, I put Joe Maurer. Okay. I just I, I like sweet swing and a good defensive catcher. He was kind of both worlds and just consistent, and he, he never had any issues. Just a yeah. nice, humble guy. Played yeah. for the Minnesota Twins. Could have easily gone somewhere else, get a big fat contract. Yeah, but stayed yeah, stayed loyal, stayed true to them. I mean, not a big flashy guy, but just consistent, hard worker. I feel like he's a guy all the no pitchers ever had an issue with. He was smart and worked with them, and he could swing it. It's hard yeah. to find really good. Hard to find, hard to find, I mean, catchers that, that can swing it, you know, consistently. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah that, that position's tough, man. I mean, number one, you get beat up. Mm -hmm. Number two, you're involved in every aspect of the game. Yeah. I mean, number three, you've got to be able to control a pitching staff. you got to be able to know every hitter that comes up from the opposing team. I mean, there, there's so much that goes into catching itself that if you can find a guy who can hit on top of that, I mean, that's just, that's gold, man. You got guys like Buster Posey, 
mm-hmm. who were who were guys who could hit as well. I mean, he's another one of those guys who could be on the top of a list, you know. Hundred percent. Yachty swings it a little bit too, but but he's known he's known for that defense. I mean, and yeah. throwing guys out. That's yeah. That gets overlooked a little bit too. Is absolutely try and run on Yachty anymore. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. That was a good pick, Mauer. Yeah, man. Mauer's solid. All right, let's move on to first base. What you got? What you got? We talked about him last uh, last episode. Oh, we did the same. I knew we were going to. I knew we were going to do it. Mark McGuire, man. You have to. You have, have to. Big, big cartoonish forearms, steroids, no steroids, probably steroids. Steroids. Fun to watch, man. <laughs> Definitely steroids. Fun to watch. Uh, you know, that's, that's why I p- picked it too, man. I mean, you – during the home run race, like we talked about last episode, I mean, during the home run right race, everybody's eyes were glued to the television. Yep. And, and I mean, yeah, steroids or not, the dude could swing it. He, he played an okay first base. I, I, I don't know. I guess if we're going based off of the position itself, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a toss-up. You know what I mean? Like, could, yeah. it could, we could have picked somebody else. But I just – yeah, I think for me, I picked Mark McGuire because he was, he was one of – well, he was my brother's favorite player growing up. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, it was, we were constantly talking about Mark McGuire when, I was, yeah. when we were little. So, so if I wasn't going to put Mark McGuire for a type of position, yeah. I had Jimmy Votto as my number two. Joey Votto, okay. Because the guy's a, yeah. a great defensive first base. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's great offensively. He doesn't hit a whole lot of bombs, but he's consistent. Yeah. And he walks a lot. He's had a great yeah. eye. So Mark McGuire, because he's fun to watch. Joey Votto, if I was going to say, just overall first baseman. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just for the, just for the wow factor, you know, that's, that's kind of why I picked Mark McGuire. It was just like watching that guy was just at every turn. You're like, wow. <laughs> oh, he had another, wow. Like, it's just, yeah. Fun yeah, to watch, man. There's few guys that every time they come up to hit, everyone stops and watches. Absolutely. And he was one of those guys because the ball was going to leave the park at some point. At some point, yeah. Absolutely, man. Guys, I want you to remember, we are doing this based off of players in our era from basically 92 to present. So if you disagree because you wish somebody else from before 92 was there, that's not what this list is. Just want to remind you. And if you don't like our list, well, like we said, this is based off of our personal preference. True. Make your own list. Let us know in the comments what your list would be. And we could always do an all-time list at some point. Oh, yeah. I think we should. I think we should absolutely do, do an all-time list. Yep. All right. Moving on. Second baseman. So I had a couple guys, man. I was like, I was like it could be we could, I could pick Chase Utley. I mean, Chase Utley's a good would have been a good second baseman to pick. Yep. I mean, that dude, that dude was a stud. On top of that, he was kind of like that captain of your team. You know, all that. He just he just was all around a good guy. Yeah. Um, could have yeah. picked Robinson Cano. I think he's got the sweetest swing in all of baseball. Yeah. Um, solid second baseman. Solid second baseman. Him and Jeter side by side. I mean, gosh, what a better, what a better middle infield, you know. But easy. But because I'm, you know, I I love this dude. I think he's probably the most clutch second baseman, clutch hitters. In all of playoff history, I think he's a vacuum at second base. He was an ex-angel. I had to pick Howie Kendrick. Oh, yeah. That's a good pick. 
I had to pick Howie Kendrick. I just, uh, gosh, watching him, I mean, it's, tor- it's towards the end of his career and he's with the Nationals in the World Series and just, oh, it was so much, so much, so much fun to watch, man. Well, great to watch him. Yeah, I've never got to see him go to the World Series with the Angels, but mm-hmm. I loved watching that dude in the playoffs. Yeah. I love, I mean, I just, I just love watching that dude, man. He was just a stud. I always thought he was going to hit himself in his helmet with his bat. <laughs> <Little swing. laughs> but he never did. Yeah, that, that's, that's, my, that's my pick for second base, Howie Kendrick. Nice. What you got? Uh, I was torn between two. Um, Jeff Kent. Okay. Because I like that he, he treated like he was just a, a businessman playing baseball. He's like, I'm just going to show up and play. Get my job done. Go home. Who cares about Barry Bonds? The guy gets bombs. Whatever. I'm just here to play second base and leave. Yeah. But the guy that I ended up choosing was Robinson Cano, who you mentioned. Yeah. Just because he makes it look so easy, man. He does, dude. Yeah. Watching that dude turn a double play is like something else. It just it's it's like it's nothing to him. And then, like yeah. you said, the second best swing I've ever seen from the left is Robinson Cano. Yeah. The best swing is going to come when we get to our outfielders. Yeah. Gosh, just, I should have picked you. Uh, no, you know what? I'm going to stick with my – I know who you're talking about. I'm going to stick with my guy for, okay. for that position. Okay. Well, yeah, no, good. I, I Yeah, I, I think that Robinson Cano was – he was number two. He was number two on my list for second base. Um, like I said, I, it really could have gone either way. I just love Howie Kendrick. And yeah. Either, just, I think Robinson Cano, you can't go wrong there at all. They're both great picks. All right, who you got? Let's go uh, third base. Third base. All right. Third. Third base for me. Oh, man. I three thousand hits. An uh, absolute character. Loved watching him play the game because he had so much fun doing it. Adrian Beltre. Adrian Beltre. That that's for for me. I I turned on the TV, and. I loved watching that dude. Like I, I try to turn to to watch him play, or I look up, you know, highlights of him just just because. I mean, I don't know how many times I went on YouTube and typed in, you know, uh, Elvis Andrews and Adrian Beltre, you know, shenanigans or whatever, and just watching them. That dude had more fun playing this game than I think anybody who's ever played this game. And mm-hmm. and that to me, you, if you can if you can show that on the field. And also be a dominant third baseman and a dude who can also swing it on top of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Adrian Beltre, for my era, Adrian yeah. Beltre is on the top of my list. I mean, that's a, that's a great pick. Um, yeah, I mean, fun to watch. You had a great time, like you said. My pick is Nolan Arenado. Okay. He, yeah, he was going to – I was thinking Nolan. I thought him too. I mean, dude, just stud, man. Just, I mean, dude. Do errors even exist when he's playing third base? No, no. And he can swing it. And all the people are saying that he's only good because he hits in Colorado. Dude puts up numbers regardless. He puts up numbers everywhere everywhere they play, man. And that dude's a stud. Yeah, it's fun to watch. Absolute vacuum, too. Yeah, yeah. like you said, it, do errors don't even happen. Yeah, they don't even How many gold gloves does that dude have already? I think he has like eight in a row. That's un- I, Yeah, I mean, that speaks for itself. Yeah, we just pencil in our National League. Gold gloves, it's over already. Season yeah. hasn't started. Yeah. All right. Short stops. I mean, this should be, well, in my mind, this should be an easy one, but who you got? Um, this is my list. So <laughs> Don't do it to me. 
I'm I'm tweaking a guy's position from the same team, but I'm putting a Rod at shortstop because okay. I I couldn't put him at third because Arenado. Okay. But I'm I'm putting a Rod there. I know it's it's between a Rod, Cal Ripken, and Jeter. They're kind of my my top shortstops, but I just like a Rod, man. I like his brain. I like the way he went about playing the game. He had kind of that I'm better than you attitude, mm-hmm. and he knew it. And I liked that, having that competitive edge. And he and was now, better than most. Yeah. And then, I mean, that the, the all-star game when he swapped positions with Cal Ripken and gave yeah. Cal Ripken a short again, just that's a stand-up move. That's respecting the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I, just, I would put A-Rod on my team. And, and the, the, the hard part, like the, the worst part is, is like people will knock that pick because like we talked about last week, the steroids. Yeah. And it's like, gosh, like he's still, he was still a phenomenal ball player. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, 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 steroids or not, like the guy could play the game. Yeah, I think he's still doing. I mean, I follow him on Instagram, and mm-hmm. dude's still pretty jacked. He still gets after it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my pick. I, I mean, for me, it was a no-brainer, man. I mean, I think Derek Jeter. If you looked at all-time lists, I mean, he's he's in the all-time list. If he's not number one, he's definitely in that top three all-time greatest shortstops of all time. Probably, he's probably. I don't know. I might I might get some flack for this, but I think he's probably in the top five greatest baseball players of all time. Yeah, you probably get some flack for that, but. And that that's okay. That is okay. And, and that you know, I'm not a Yankees fan whatsoever, but I, the way that dude played the game. He was the ultimate professional. 100%. He was the ultimate professional. The dude was rock solid at shortstop. Mm-hmm. He could swing it. I mean, I, I just, I think, I think gra- one of the greatest Yankees of all time. Yeah. You can't say greatest Yankee of all time because, like I said, he's probably in that top three, mm-hmm. top five greatest of all time. And if he's in that top five, there's going to be a Yankee or two before him yeah. um, on that list. So, but yeah, I think he's he's definitely one of the greatest Yankees of all time, if not one of the greatest baseball players of all time, in yeah. my opinion. His instincts. That, that is what it is. My opinion. Yeah, but like like you said, his instincts, his skill, the yeah. guy could have done. He made it. He made it look like a professional should make it look. Yeah. Just fun to watch. I mean, how many championships did he win? The dude was a champion. Yeah, the dude was a champion. Yeah, he, he showed up every year expecting to get a ring at the end of the year. Yeah. And that's you can't teach that, you can't yeah. train that. He yeah. was a born winner, and 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 you know what he he made everybody around him that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He just brought he brought people up, man. Yep. So yeah, to me, I I mean that's that's my pick. And like I said, I mean what a what a better middle infield than him and Robinson Cano. I mean I, that's that's pretty unstoppable in my opinion. Yeah, I mean so good. Yeah. So good. Absolutely. Right on. Moving on. Here we go. Hitting the outfield. We're going to start with left field. I, I, on my list, I kind of picked, because I was always a character. I was a guy who liked to have fun. I was a guy who played the game hard when it, you know, when it was time to play the game hard, but I had a fun time playing the game. Right. And I mean, I know, I, I know I was a pitcher in college and pitchers are weird and all that. I, I picked dudes who, I don't know, are similar in that regard. So for my left fielder, I pick Manny Ramirez. There you go. I mean, 
<laughs> Manny being Manny, man, like that, he was, he was fun to watch. He was one of those guys that when he was on TV, you wanted to watch him play. Like, I, I mean, when, when he went to LA, it was like, finally, I got, I get LA channels. Like I get, I get to watch Manny on a regular basis. Like yeah. that to me, I, just some of his antics and the way he played the game, the dude had fun, man. The dude had fun playing the game. And yeah, to me, I, I mean, maybe he wasn't the best left fielder position-wise, but he was a left fielder and he was one of my favorite players of all time. Mm -hmm. And the dude could swing it. One of my favorite things he ever said, uh, they interviewed him about hitting and he, he said, yeah, I, I go up there and I, and I pick a pitch. And he goes, my favorite pitch to hit is the inside pitch. And they go, okay, well, what if they throw three pitches on the outside corner? He goes, I watch all three of them. I strike out. I walk back to the bench. He goes, but if you throw me that inside pitch, it's going over the wall. Yeah. And like that to me, it's like he was, Manny's going to do it Manny's way. And you either accept it or you don't. And that to me, I, I love that in a ball player. Yeah. I was going to say, I love that quote because we, we shared that quote when we coached high school players together. Yeah. We shared it with them. We told them there, the, there was more of the quote where they were like, what if they do that the whole game? And he goes, well, I go, I go over three that game. I go over three. But, ah, if they, but if they throw it there, I'm not going to miss it. And, and that's I, the thing. He was right, man. Like, pitchers make mistakes. Yeah. Like, you think three at-bats in a row, you're not going to get at least one mistake? Yeah. I mean, you're not, not going to get a mistake, is, man. They, I mean, Manny being Manny, they're like, he's not very smart. But the dude had an approach, and he knew what he was doing in the box. Yeah. Left field, chasing butterflies or whatever. But yeah. in the box, the dude knew what he was doing. And he straight he told the reporter that was asking him that question. He was like, if I only get that pitch three times out of 10 at-bats, I'm a Hall of Famer. Yep. Because I'm not going to miss it those three times. Yep. And, that's and, and that, that kind of confidence, man. Like, if I get that pitch, I'm not going to miss it. Yep. It's, not gonna, it's going over the wall. Like, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's that big league confidence, man. I, and I love that. So my left fielder. I Angel, know who it is. Angels fan. No Garrett, way. Garrett Anderson. Garrett Anderson, man. You're going somewhere else. Who did you, who did you think? Left field, Garrett Anderson, dude. Maybe he didn't play left field. I'm going to Google this. Talk about Garrett Anderson. That's a great pick. Came to my mind. Garrett Anderson, I mean, you need a double, you put Garrett Anderson in the box. You just... The guy was the most cons one of the best hitters the Angels have ever had. Just clutch at bat or clutch at bat. Yeah. Just made it look easy. We're talking about guys that make the game look easy. Garrett Anderson used to get harped on for not trying or not sweating enough. Yep. He was like, I don't make errors. I hit 300. I'll sweat more if you want me to sweat more. Yeah. Just because it comes easy and I get the job done. I, I like the dude's approach. I like his attitude. And he's on that World Series team. It was nice to see him get a ring. Yeah. Dude, it was a double, he was a doubles machine, man. Doubles machine. Dude, I remember when he, when he uh, what was it, nine or was it 10 RBIs in one game? Uh, it was nine. I think it was nine. And that, like, set the record or whatever or broke the record. Like, I remember watching that game. Yeah. I remember watching that. Yeah. No, Garrett Anderson, he, he definitely, yeah, one of my favorite angels of all time. And I mean, and people are always like, "Oh, he's a doubles machine," but he won a home run derby. That he did. He could put I the did. ball out when he wanted to. 
The guy was just, he was a professional hitter. Nemo's, Nemo's laziest swinging, like, oh, it just looks so lazy. And the dude, yeah. Smooth. Even just his home run derby was boring. Yeah, just smooth. That's like, put you to sleep. That's, that's funny. He called him boring just because he, he just did everything. Yeah. Naturally, everything looked easy. Everything just looked easy. Yeah. No, that's a good pick. I had a brain thing. Yeah, but your center I, I, fielder. I know who your center fielder is. I don't know yeah. why I thought he played left field. I that just spinned. I, I will say for my outfielders, I did what the All Star Game does though, and yeah, I just put outfielders in outfield positions. So I had, I have two center fielders for my center field and right field. Can't do that. Yeah, you can't do it. But I think it's because they they both have played right field at some point. So I'm gonna say my center fielder, and then when I get to right field, you're gonna say, well, he's a center fielder. But he did play right field sometimes. And I guarantee you it's my center fielder. <laughs> so, so we, all right, well, let's move on then. Center field, who you got? Center field, I got Ken Griffey Jr. I knew it. That's, right. yep, I knew Sweet, it. Sweetest swing to ever play the game, man. Just the happiest guy to ever play the game. I know we talked about Beltre and Manny. That, that smile that came to the ballpark year after year for Ken Griffey Jr., man, was just, was just cool. Just a cool, cool backwards hat during batting practice. Just a cool guy. Giving, giving signature cleats, like was no one did that in the nineties before no. the nineties. Like the dude, the dude brought swag to baseball when it yeah. needed. He could definitely with his bat drop. Yep. He could definitely play in this era and be one of the kids and the youth's favorite baseball players of all time. Just because, mm -hmm. like, he was he was flashy before mm -hmm. you needed to be flashy like him even stealing a base was flashy like yeah. like he was just that yeah no yeah, i yeah diving catches sliding catches just the dude could could play the outfield with the best of them had a great arm yeah and i think i said it last week is if he didn't play so hard he wouldn't have gotten injured as often as he did yeah but and you know what i loved i loved that he played hard like yeah, he didn't he never took a, an inning off never took a pitch off yeah, he's kind of yeah. like that Bryce Harper in that way, where he'll run through a wall no matter if it's game one of the season or game seven of the World Series. He's going to run through the wall for your team. And, yeah, I like, I, yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah, so I think if he stayed healthy, no one would really care about Barry Bonds because I think Griffey would be, be the home run leader. Yeah. Because he played center field so hard and so aggressively. How many seasons did he play? I know he played at least 10. I don't know off the top of my head. I can look real quick. Yeah, look it up. I know Barry Bonds played 22 seasons. So yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. When you, I guess when you play 22 seasons in the big leagues, you know, breaking a, a record like the home run record. I mean, not I'm not saying it's easy, but you know, no, when you, you got to swing like Barry Bonds and you're as strong as that dude, and you know, I think if Mark McGuire would have played for 22 seasons, he probably could have broke that record. Kane Griffey was 22 seasons as well. Oh, okay. 22 seasons. Yeah, but he, but he, he, towards the end of his career, he was injured. He was injured so often. Yeah, like wrist, he, yeah. his knees. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was injured. He was injured quite often towards the end. 22 of his seasons and 630 home runs. So you get rid of those injury-prone seasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's, how how cool is it being able to play with your dad? Like. And to go right. back to back home runs. And go back to back home runs with your dad. That's kind of cool. And then play un well, the I know what it's like playing under my dad. My dad was my coach when I was young, but yeah, he got to play 
on the same team as his dad. Then he got to play under his dad being a, being a coach. Like, that's kind of cool. One of the best baseball family stories yeah. ever to have Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Center field for me, I, I, gosh, for me, I have to go with Mike Trout. I, I think, I think if he continues on the pace that he is on right now, mm-hmm. I think he will be the greatest baseball player to ever play this game. Yeah. Bold statement, I think, but I think a lot of people will agree with me in that, in that regard. Like I think the one thing that people are going to knock and it's not even his fault is if he doesn't win a world series. I, I I'd be on that part saying that because we'll get to that when we talk about the angels specifically, but I think he might've chosen money over a world series ring with his most recent contract, unless the angels start building around him. But you don't think somebody else would have offered him a $300 million contract? Like, the, a team offered Machado $300 million. Bryce mm-hmm. Harper $300 million. Really? They're, they're, those guys' numbers don't match up to Trout. They're not as good all around as Trout. When you're looking at, like, when you're looking at, like, a guy who's, like, a five-tool, like, actually has all five tools. Like, Manny Machado's not a base-stealing guy. He's not a guy who's that you know, speedy. So he's missing a tool. I'd say the same thing for a guy like Bryce Harper. Like, I don't think he's, he's a base stealing guy as much as Mike Trout is like, if we're talking just strictly tools, I think Mike Trout's tools are way better than those guys. And they got $300 million contracts too. So it's like, for me, I think regardless of where he went, I honestly think he would have gotten $300 million contract. Yeah. I think I really do. Yeah, I, I think, like you said, he's going to be one of the best to ever play. Could be the best if he stays healthy. I hope he gets a ring. Yeah. I do. But I think that'll be the knock because people will say, well, he didn't get a ring. And that's unfortunate. Stay with the Angels. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because it's not even on him. Like, mm-hmm. he's, just, he's just one player. One player doesn't make or break. Like, Yeah. The Angels got to build around him. And when you have, when you have that talent – when you have the face of baseball, like he's been known since he came into the league, yeah. you have to build around him. 100%. You have to build around him. You have the best player in baseball. Yeah, he's going to sell tickets because people want to watch the best player in baseball. So you don't make any money in October. Yeah. If he's not in the playoffs, he's not doing anything for you. Yeah. I think the Angels need to build and put money around Mike Trout. And you know what? Ah, never mind. We'll talk about that when we talk about the Angels. I was going to say, if the Angels do right by the Angels and hire a Good GM. Hopefully we'll see some puzzle pieces being put together around Mike Trout. Hopefully. Moving on. Right field. We got. See, this is where I went. All-stars will be upset, but he did play right field a few times. Jim Edmonds. I, I couldn't put him in center field because Ken Griffey Jr. But I, Jim Edmonds is probably my second favorite outfielder of all time, man. Just that diving over the shoulder back to the wall catch that he made iconic just yeah. consistent in the outfield for all the teams he played for even as he got older the duke yeah. could swing it a little bit but like we said with Aaron Otto, when he's out there there's no errors in his area yeah there yeah there really wasn't the duke yeah. could go get it he had range it wasn't even sneaky range people knew oh that's yeah. a blue jim evans probably gonna get there 
Uh, it's crushed. Jim Edmonds is probably going to get there. Yep. No, no, Jim Edmonds definitely. I, I remember, yeah, he was, he was my brother's favorite center fielder um, back when I was a kid. And I remember we would go there, uh, go to Angel Stadium, and we'd watch him when he, when he was with the Angels, with the, the actual Angels wing. Yeah, the blue, the blue and gray. The blue Angels wing, the blue jersey. I've been an Angels fan since the blue jerseys. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, yeah, I loved watching that dude, man. He was, he was a lot of fun to watch. And yeah, like you said, dude covered ground and there weren't errors when he was out there. And he played some right field, so he counts. He counts. <laughs> played some right field. <laughs> Towards the end of his career. So I went with our structure and I went with a true right fielder. Okay. As as I said in our last episode, uh, this guy was my he was my favorite player growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it had to do with the home run race with him and Mark McGuire. But Sammy Sosa was my favorite. He was my favorite player when I was younger, and I I grew up. It was weird in my family, like we really took ownership of things, mm-hmm. and so my brother was an Angels fan, so I wasn't allowed to be. So I had to pick a different team, and I was like, well, fine then. I like Sammy Sosa. I'm a Cubs fan. So I grew up, like, and I was like, okay, my favorite American League team is the Angels, but that's my brother's team. And my favorite National League team is the Cubs. And, gosh, it was Bartman. Like, I remember where I was. I remember watching that game, and I was like, I was – heartbroken man because I wanted Sammy Sosa to win a world series so freaking bad yeah I I was such a Sammy Sosa fan I collected his baseball cards I I wanted to make sure I had every Sammy Sosa baseball card now I don't I don't have every single one (laughs) but I have a I have a card when he played for the Texas Rangers (laughs) his first year in the big leagues and yeah I dude I Sammy Sosa fan through and through um, I got a Sammy Sosa on the White Sox. I have a Sammy Sosa on the White Sox too. Yeah, no, yeah. Like you said, he's just another one of the guys where he just had fun. He did. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I remember the first game after 9/11. Dude, the, the, the flag. Of that dude. That still gives iconic. me chills. Iconic. Still he gives me chills. Had, he had so much fun playing the game. Yeah, yeah. For the steroid era, yeah, he had the cork bat incidents and whatnot. Whatever. The dude had fun. The dude put a, a city on his back. Yeah. He got it done. And to fit our, our criteria, Vladimir Guerrero. There you go. That's a good one. Popular. That's a good one. Vladimir Guerrero, man. He had a hose. He just had a freaking hose. One of the best arms ever. He, he, hitting was like a joke to him. Yeah. A ball bounced and he had a home run. That's Vladimir Guerrero, man. So that, another another guy was fun. So so I'll tell you a story about Vladimir Guerrero. He was doing an autograph signing. Oh, gosh, I had to have been like fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like fourteen or fifteen. I think it was like his wow. When was he, his first year with the Angels? I don't remember. Anyways, it was like his first year with the Angels. He was doing an autograph signing here in Orange County, and my mom was like, "We need to go." I'm like, okay, so we go. We get there. We don't. We stand in line. The line was so freaking long. They literally cut it off. We were the next people to go in through the door. And they were like, 
sorry, we have to close the doors. Dang. Didn't get to get an autograph from him. We were so bummed. We're walking around the back of the, uh, of the place. Mm. And we see his Escalade. And my little brother, you know my little brother, he yeah. just crazy white hair, just a, a little psycho, runs up to his car and grabs his spinner rims and spins his rims. <laughs> <laughs> spins his spinner rims. And guess who's walking out of the door and sees us? Vladimir Guerrero. And he walks up and his people were with him. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and my mom, being my mom, was like, you know, my kids are really bummed. We got cut off at the door. We were the next people to go in. They shut the door. And we didn't get to get your autograph. And he signed our balls for us. And That's he signed awesome. our little bats that we had. That to me, yeah, he's stand-up dude. Like, uh, I, I, that's a memory I will never forget. And and being being that he was like, nah, I'm done signing autographs. Like, he mm -hmm. could have been that way and been like, no, 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 I'm done. But like, he was like, sure, why not? One more, let's do it. Yeah. And, making, yeah. making memories for the fans what's all about absolutely i mean that's what it's about man you know what i do want to tell one more story before we move on of course about that about signing autographs as a player i never made it to the big leagues but when i when we where i was and especially where i was when i played in europe it was he, they are huge in baseball and so when that's their major leagues that's what that country's major league you know, sport was, was what I was playing. And we packed it. I mean, we packed the stadiums, we packed the stands. And I mean, every kid, and I, cause I remember this. So I'll, I'll just tell the story. Barry Bonds, I wanted an autograph from Barry Bonds. And he said, absolutely not. I don't sign autographs for free. Yeah. And I was like, screw that dude, man. Mm -hmm. Like doesn't take away from how good of a baseball player he was, but his character, like, that pissed me off. And to me, I was like, if I ever make it, I will never turn an autograph down. Like, I don't care where I'm at. I don't care if I'm out to dinner. Like, I will sign autographs for my fans because that's what it's about. And I even got to sign an autograph on a dude's arm in, in, in Germany. And he went and got it tattooed. So that's pretty cool. My, my, my signature's on a, on a person's skin. But, cool. but like, yeah, that, that to me, uh, he could have definitely been on my right field list for sure. Yeah. All right, moving on. Sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but we like tangents here. Yeah. I think we're on our last position now. Designated hitter. Designated hitter. This is a like this is a tough one. I, I think I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna be kind of bummed if you pick the same person as me because I think there I had two guys who I think are were the greatest designated hitters in our era. And I hope you pick the guy I did not pick. So I want to hear who you picked first. I picked Edgar Martinez. Thank you. Good. I'm glad you picked him because I did not. <laughs> I did not. And just to, like, for whatever reason. Yeah. Edgar Martinez is one of the truest hitters of all time. He literally he I think went so hard and said, my job is to hit. I'm going to hit. Yeah. I don't get to contribute on the field. I don't get to make plays. I'm going to hit balls. Yeah. I'm gonna study the game. I'm going to study the pitcher. And I'm going to do whatever I can offensively to help the team. And he played with King Griffey Jr., so I was a big fan growing up. He was a third baseman, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Third baseman, right? he was he... first base. Was he a little okay. bit older? Yeah, yeah, No, he was, he was a phenomenal hitter, man. Yeah, no denying that. I mean, 
Yeah, he he probably he probably is one of the greatest designated hitters of all time, if not in the top. Yeah, if not in the top three for and sure. He got into the Hall of Fame a couple years ago as yeah. a designated hitter. First designated hitter, right? Yep. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, absolute stud. Yeah. And the, the the guy I picked is is not too far behind him. I think he'll go into the Hall of Fame as a designated hitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's David Ortiz. Good pick. I mean, pick. it was literally like a coin flip. David Ortiz, Edgar Martinez. I just had this feeling you were going to pick Edgar Martinez, and I said, I'm going to go with this guy. So I, I think I think David Ortiz, he put the city of Boston on his back, man. Yeah. And that to me, like, that's why I picked him as my as my pick. I mean, that dude, he was a gosh, he was such a good hitter, man. Yeah, he was he's a big boy. He was a yep. big man. And I, I don't I don't like people always say, oh, he's just kind of a chunky big dude. If you look whenever he took his jersey out, the dude was big. Like he could probably he could He was no Bartolo. No. No Bartolo. <laughs> he was no Bartolo. Like he, he was strong. He's yeah. a strong man. I remember that time when he, he had a bad call at the plate and he went and destroyed the dugout, the, the telephone. Yep. Yep, yep, like, yep. That is a strong man. Yeah. Dude. And like you said, he put the team in Boston, put the whole seat on his back. Just the face of that team for so long. Mm-hmm. Just a great guy for the game. Even now as an announcer, I like seeing him and A-Rod together being announcers. Yeah. Because that's whenever he's still there a little bit. But the dude was smart. Yeah. And he, he played a little bit of first base. Yeah. But he knew, he knew I contribute the most when I'm hitting. Yeah. When I'm in the box, I contribute. Yeah. And and I'll say it, he bunted when they shifted on him quite a few times. Yes, he did. He that bunted he quite did. a few times. Oh man, I I think all all in all, here's here's our list just for you guys. Uh, it's up on the screen now, but I think our I think our lists. I mean, yeah, though they were kind of biased to who we we liked liked, maybe not the greatest list of the '90s. 1990s through the present time um but i mean i think you could stack these lineups against anybody in the big leagues now and these lineups would dominate i mean i think think if you compare these names to a lot of the lists from that time there's probably quite a few of those names are on universal lists yeah i just I, i i i think there's just so many list i i don't it's so hard to do like an all-time list you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because it sure you can do an all-time list based off of numbers but Mm -hmm. numbers aren't everything like you got those guys who are the clubhouse guys who put up good numbers too but they're those clubhouse guys who picked guys up you know and yeah to me i think i think guys like manny ramirez deserve to be on all-time lists but there's probably better left fielders out there than Manny. And like, oh, Actually, like, there is. Yeah. 100% there's better left fielders out there than Manny Ramirez. <laughs> Barry Bonds exists as a left fielder. Yeah. Yeah, but, exactly. Like, so, Like you said, like Jim Edmonds, he's not on the Hall of Fame ballot anymore, so he'll, he'll never get in. The dude's one of the best defensive center fielders of all time. Yeah. But the offensive numbers kept him out of the Cooperstown. Yeah. But I guarantee anyone – that pitches will put Jim Edmonds as one of their as one of their top center fielders of all time. 
Oh, yeah. Pitcher wants him in the outfield. Yeah. Because he's going to protect those runs and those hits. But because he didn't hit 5,000 home runs, he's on the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So it seems like that where our lists have guys that have fun and they were very good at what they did. And they, yeah, they entertained us, man. I mean, uh, uh, my list, like just looking at my list, it's like I watched that guy, I watched that guy, I watched that guy in the early, even before I even played baseball, because I watched baseball. I want to say I was like, I was like seven or eight when I actually was able to sit down and comprehend baseball and like watch and be like entertained by it. And I didn't play baseball until I was, I think I was 10, 10 or 11. I didn't actually start playing organized baseball. It was just my brother and I with a tennis ball in the backyard yeah, or with a ball or whatever. Like that was baseball to us. And my brother and I, this is why I wanted to do this one because my brother and I used to do this. We used to go, okay, let's put our dream lineups together. Mm-hmm. And then we would go in the backyard and we would, we would play against each other one versus one, but we'd have to, do the same batting stances the guy did. We had to pitch like the guy did. We had to do all that kind of stuff. And, and yeah, a lot of these guys that are on my list were on that list back when I was very, very young. So my brother and I did the same thing. And then we, we took it to technology and we would do build a team on the MLB 2000s, yeah. MLB 2Ks and build our custom team with our list of best players make these just stacked teams mvp 2005 best computer game ever and then play against each other and like dude you got king griffey jr mark mcguire barry bonds all in a row that's not fair i want barry bonds yeah no barry bonds is mine yeah i'm taking king griffey jr then no king griffey jr is mine and it was just all these names are just so entertaining as kids and even as adults now looking back at their numbers and looking at the impact they had if you go through all of our lists these guys had impacts more than just on a game of baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So if you agree with our lists, let us know in the comments. If you enjoyed this episode, please smash that thumbs up button. Don't forget to subscribe. But yeah, we would love to know what your guys' lists are. Starting pitcher, reliever, closer, and then every position at a DH. Let us know what your favorite uh, your all-time dream roster, dream team, dream lineup would be. We'd love to hear that. Um, Let's know what you guys think. Give us suggestions yeah. and more lists we could do. Yeah. Do all, all-time list, we can make that happen. Uh, best each position list, we can make that happen. Yeah. Let us know what you want to see, and we'll make it happen for you guys and gals. Absolutely. Again, don't forget to subscribe, smash that thumbs up, comment below. We appreciate you for watching and listening. Love you guys. Have a good day, everybody.